Welcome to the Dare to Pivot podcast, a resource for inspiration and encouragement while you're on your path to purpose. The Dare to Pivot podcast is hosted by Wakia Hayward, that's me, and Barbara Wade, two middle-aged sisters who are passionate about having honest, open conversations with each other and special guests about faith, transparency, and living a life of purpose. The Dare to Pivot podcast is rooted in the Christian faith, and we believe that we are all made for a reason and with intention. However, it's up to us to pursue our purpose. By exploring the four foundational pillars of DARE, which are decisions, actions, results, and evaluations, we're hoping that women will be motivated to actively pursue their own purpose journeys. Join us as we learn together that it's never too late to be great. Hello, ladies, and welcome to Dare to Pivot podcast. This is your co-host, Barbara Wade. Whoop, whoop. And I am Wakia Hayward, ladies. How y'all doing? Hey, we're here this week with someone we're very excited to bring to talk to you today. It's Vicki Franco. Vicki is here um, just to share who she is as a daughter, a sister, a friend, um, a woman from the tight-knit Puerto Rican uh, community and family, and she is expressed so much ex- excitement about sharing who she is with you. And so without further ado, here is our lady of the evening, Vicki Franco. Welcome, Vicki. Thank Woo-hoo. you. Thanks for having Hi, me. Vicki. Oh, Hi, Vicki. You're welcome. So I very quickly neglected something extremely important is that you are an active duty military service member. So I certainly thank you for your service, 19 years in the service. I'm telling you what, I'm excited for you. And um, I don't know if that's what you're going to bring to us this evening, talking about a pivotal moment, but I just wanted to make sure I acknowledge that and let folks know the, the type of woman they're hearing from tonight. Yes. Yeah, thank you so much for your service. Yeah. So we have a lot, uh, a lot uh, going on, and the fact that um, you are a woman of faith is something that um, I, I see has has been a a journey for you. Mm-hmm. And um, sounds like you're willing to share some of that journey with us tonight. So we'll just start with, you know, I think one of the most reflective questions that we're all looking at right now, what was 2020 like for you? Mm, um, 20, 2020, I would say was um, the pause that I needed, even though I was uh, looking back, I, I will say I did a lot of things. I was very busy. I think um, what it allowed me to do was, you know, rest in the days that I needed to rest. Um, that I, you know, when we didn't have to go in, I reassessed my life totally. I, I uh, got my financial plan on track for my retirement coming up. I, um, I started school. Wow. I joined a lot of virtual small groups through, um, through my church that really helped me to dive deeper into, you know, knowing myself and then also my faith and kind of what that meant for me. And, um, you know, who God is to me and who I want God to be going forward, which is really, really pivotal. I did my ancestry. Wow. All marked by the census. The census wow. took me down a path. Uh, it took me down a path that had me asking a lot of questions. 
at the same time that I was in school for community leadership and learning a lot of things about social, you know, structures and injustices and inequality and things like that. So tying that to my own um, ancestry and kind of seeing that um, together, it was information that I didn't, I didn't know was missing that I really needed oh, to wow. understand. Yeah. And then at the end of 2020, I started a new relationship. So 2020 did a lot for me, had a lot to offer for me. Wow. Exciting. Wow. So tell us about that ancestry. How, how did what you discover um, become so important or what did you learn that was so important? Anything in specific you will, in particular, you're willing to share? Oh, there's a lot there. So, so when we had to take the, the census, this is the first time that I remember questioning, like, what do I mark on this? I'm not white, but I've picked white in the past. What, why am I doing that? Uh, and so I did some research. I just started looking around. Um, I'm, I'm, um, my dad is from Puerto Rico from the island, but my mom was born here. And um, when they raised us, they didn't teach us Spanish. So we knew we had family there, but we didn't have good ties, I, I would say, um, especially because the language, you know, we, we, we didn't have the language um, there. So within the, the community or family in New York, we were very tight. But for those um, that were in Puerto Rico, we just didn't know very well disconnected and I, I kind of learned that that's no, that's pretty normal or it can be normal in the what they call the diaspora of Puerto Ricans who come to the US. Um, so I did a lot of research and I, I knew that you know Puerto Ricans are from European Spanish descent, Africans and then also native native um, peoples of the island of, of Puerto Rico and um, I, I started to put my family tree together. And I started to see my family, you know, unfold like these stories of, you know, my my mother's side there, they were coffee farmers. And on my dad's side, they were tobacco farmers. And I saw, you know, their races change from mm. census to census. And I understood, I started to learn a little bit more about kind of the driving factors of that, the, mm. uh, the, uh, the racial issues of that, you know, um, the, uh, things that a lot of folks were dealing with over the last year and seeing in this country, mm -hmm. but me actually looking in my family history and kind of seeing that unfold. Mm -hmm. And it helped me to make a different choice. So I actually chose three on the census this year, I actually, you know, did white, black, and then I, I chose native and then wrote in the Taino, the, the tribal um, native, native peoples of Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. Again, it just like helped connect me a little bit more. It was inf uh, like, again, information that was lost that I didn't know that I, that I was looking for that I needed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then my dream is to go buy a home in Puerto Rico and kind of reconnect our family back to the island. Wow. That's fabulous. So that sounds like a new dream. Yes. Only a couple months old or a year old or so. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. And so are your parents uh, available to participate in that dream or it's uh, oh, of course. that you have? Okay, that's awesome. awesome. You know, how I, I don't know about anyone else, but for me, you know, that you, uh, now that I know this, I hear stories in a different way. I hear the things that my, that my mom and dad talk about in a different way. I think um, there, uh, there's also like this struggle between having an American identity and then a Puerto Rican identity you know, one maybe canceling out the other, which, you know, is not true, but, but I think, I think maybe that 
uh, and also, you know, just being young and not not really being in that space where you you think about or care about those things. And now I am. My parents are getting older, and I just want that. I want that information. Awesome. Yeah. So so Barbara and I met you. Um, well, I, no, that's not true. Barbara met you obviously because y'all was at the same church. But I met you in an Enneagram class, right? And and so I'm in a small group and. You know, um, ladies, you all can research the Enneagram, but, you know, it's all about, you know, trying to understand your motivations and, and sort of helping you to understand why you do what you do, like the, the motivations for why you do what you do. And, uh, and so I remember you was just so excited in that class, right? The fact that she was this Enneagram 9. Um, this what was the nine nines was what peacemakers, right, Barb? That's what they yes, were. Peacemakers. Yes, yes, good old peacemakers. Good we old all peacemakers. needed a peacemaker. We all needed one, girl. <laughs> I need to carry one with me all the time. Um, so, but, and so I hear, you know, again, because I met you in that space, and then to hear that you've gone through this ancestry journey um, over the last year, why is that so? Why is it so important to you, and why do you think women need to take time out to really understand who they are? You know, all all facets. Oh, it's the foundation for everything. It's um, uh, that that uh, this artist Tony Jones, the affirmational uh, music that I'm listening to right now. Your triggers are your teachers. Mm -hmm. I think until you know yourself, until you uh, like you were saying, the, no, no. Um, let's be honest. The traumas that have formed you, um, the traumas that have have um, have. Um, made you into the person that you are for, you know, for whatever reason, you know, to protect you in this world or to be a certain way in this world. Once you start to identify that and kind of see it. And for me, reading it in the Enneagram was the like, kind of like the smack in the face. I don't think I ever would have discovered it as deeply as I did reading it on the page and say, oh, wow, you know, that's me. And okay, there's a lot of other people like me. This is, I need to know more. I need to know more. But what that what that did was help me to improve my relationships. It helped me to um, to understand my partner. You know, I think uh, the a lot of the difficulties that you can have, in, in uh, especially when um, especially with your uh, significant other that come up, it helped me to have compassion for myself in that moment and to identify yeah. when I need to step back, and then also to have compassion for for him and, and who he is and how he responds and reacts to things. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it, it helped me to, to love God more and to, to just love myself more. Mm -hmm. It did all those things. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. So I'm saying you sharing that your dream is to well, goal, you didn't say a dream, is to get a house in Puerto Rico to unify your family is a total peacemaker thing to do. <laughs> yes, I, I cannot handle it. Totally. I'm getting better at it though. It's 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 um where before I would have been afraid and have avoided at all costs, probably would have like let things that I was deeply bothered by go because hey, it's better for me to get over it than to actually confront it. And I'm thinking I'm doing someone else a favor. No, I'm doing myself a favor by not, you know, sticking up for by not standing up. I've um, I'm definitely getting better at it, and I'm seeing how how valuable that is to be able to have a voice and stand up and you know state what what you, what I believe in and mm -hmm. and see that peace come that way. Yes. Yeah. As opposed to avoidance. Before it's avoidance. Yes. And and then speaking up is that you just bringing it 
uh, you're articulating it in such a way that it's not threatening, mm -hmm. but you're still getting the topic, the statement out there. And so, yeah. yes, we need somebody that, that cares enough to say it, but say it in a way that it can be well-received. So yeah. I think that's certainly a, a natural skill that you have. So and it's very needed because all of us don't have that. And so <laughs> we need you in the room. We what are you talking you about, Joaquin? You talking about yourself? What are you Listen, I'm about? just saying, I'm gonna say me. And when I'm with my fellow challenger, my number eight over there, Ms. Babaway. We need a, we need us a peacemaker. We need one. There has been many days when we've been at work and we needed us a peacemaker to keep things, you know, level-headed. So we, we, we are, we're so grateful. So out of all the, and not to make this just an Enneagram talk, but out of all the different um, personality assessments or, or I don't know, what, what would you call these things? Um, for lack of a better term, yeah. right? Personality. Personality, uh, strengths. Mm -hmm. Yeah, why, why did the Enneagram speak to you so much to the point where it made these things start to shift? You know what I'm saying? Make you start to think about getting to know you better. Why was that a thing? Yeah, and I've taken a lot of them. I've taken a lot of them. Mm -hmm. I would say the other useful one for me was Strengths Finders in a different way, but the Enneagram for the first time, like I, I would say you ask anybody and they say I'm a good person, right? I'm just a really good person. So to read something that said that there is a dark side to me and to read <laughs> that dark side and say, yeah, that's why no one knows about me, but it's there. Mm -hmm. And here's how I can start to work through it. That I think that was what was so valuable. It's not always, you know, the, it's not always the good stuff. You know, everybody has that. Everybody has that shadow side. And that's the side that, you know, again, you had to, you know, for whatever reason that you went through it, you know, that you, you needed that, but, but it's time to let it go and to, to, to grow into who you really are and who God meant you to be. Right. Lovely. Um. I'm, I'm actually going to hit your, your next question here. Your next question actually was about ancestry. And I know I'm sort of tying them all together just because I feel like the more you get to know you, the more you sort of want to know where you came from and then obviously where you're going, right? It's sort of, it's like a step, in, it's like a step there. And when you look at your ancestry and you think about the different um, branches, you see how everything sort of come together. You can see where races sort of come in and sort of go out and where everything collides and deviates. And then you decided to go to school for, I think you said social justice. Was that what she was going to school for? Community leadership. At community, yeah, community leadership. So <clears throat> as you look at how all that stuff comes together and then you thinking about you being brave enough this year or at least knowledgeable enough this year to check number three or last year on the census <laughs> to say that you are, you know, you are, you know, an individual in this country. Mm -hmm. You are this individual. You are this different thing. You're not just, you know, which you've always claimed to be just, you know, um, white. So how are you handling it now when you realize that there's so much other stuff in your history and your culture that um, isn't just a norm, right? It is a thing that is, you know, you're part of that social injustice thing, right? That's a thing. I, I absolutely love it because I know it now. And, you know, uh, there's this, I'm going to say the quote wrong, but as long as somebody knows, knows the story or like the day of the dead, you know, um, Coco, the movie, the, the uh -huh. guy fighting so hard for, for the, for somebody to know him so that he can continue uh -huh. on like this, these are stories that I share with my family 
that I can break these generational cycles that I can, I can explain, you know, like this is where we came from. Mm -hmm. And also where I can look around talking about social justice, I can look around in my area and see the connections to, to Puerto Rico mm -hmm. and what our people supported. So for instance, the Domino sugar factory, mm -hmm. uh, that was, you know, that was um, one of the early, early, you know, political figures that was sent from the U S over there who, you know, retired, took some land and then, built that factory and I look at that factory living in Baltimore I look at that sign every day and I'm like I would never have known that that was connected to mm. my to my I you know the island wow from. just being being able to put that together and appreciate it and just um that having the knowledge I think and being able to tell other people so they know you know you, you ever go down a street and you're like why is that name that and sometimes mm -hmm. it's not a good story. Sometimes it is a good story, but mm -hmm. just, we need to know, we need to know these things and be able to say, yes, I agree or no, something needs to happen here. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about social justice or, and or injustice, um, are there any revelations that you've had um, with identifying as a minority um, in this country? <laughs> I, I don't know about revelations. I think I would say I am, I am more aware. I am more aware. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say that. Um, I've learned so much um, through this, this community leadership class that, that I'm taking or this degree program that I'm taking because we really focus on the Baltimore area. Mm -hmm. And I, I knew some of these things because my, my neighborhood was a lower income neighborhood. You could see from one side to another just how different the resources were. Um, and, and you kind of speculate, but now, you know, us studying this city in particular and seeing the laws that are put in place mm -hmm. and what has happened to, to drive certain factors, to drive, you know, resources from an area to another one to keep people out and, and you know, have people to, to understand like these dynamics and these, these overarching, um, these, uh, these things that people say about an area who never know an area, who never live in an area, mm -hmm. to give it an identity. Um, I, I think I, I, I'm able to see that more um, and, and really talk to people about that because it's dehumanizing, I would say. It's dehumanizing. And I think people rely on ignorance to keep these things in place. And I'm not going to be a part of that anymore. Right. Wonderful. Wonderful. With, with knowledge comes power. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. So no segue into the new relationship other than you mentioned it already. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's the only connection I found. So you mentioned that you started a new relationship at the end of 2020. So were there pivotal moments that got you to the place to identify, hey, I'm ready, here's an opportunity that's my guy. Like, how'd that come about? Yeah, we actually tried to start um, dating. Uh, I would say a year beforehand, um, but 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 it just the timing wasn't right. I don't think I was ready. And in 2020, I actually said, "Hey, I have to step back. Mm -hmm. I have to see what's going on here. I have to like this is not going to be a good space for either of us until I I know myself more." Okay. Um, I can feel myself, you know, falling back into old patterns, mm. um, which again, I was able to identify, you know, after taking that, that Enneagram class and really sitting with myself for a bit. And looking back, honestly, I'd gone from, 
I didn't have, I, I think I had two serious relationships, but that was back to back. And it was during um, my, my early twenties, I would say, yeah, early twenties until, you know, um, uh, so I, 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 I had never been by myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the time to, to see who I was, what I liked, you know, where was I headed? Where was I headed? Any of that. So I, I, that was for me, like a, a really brave pivotal moment for me to be like, I need this and I'm going to risk the loss of this relationship to do this for myself so that, wow. you know, if it comes back together, it's going to be better. Wow. You want the person I'm going to be, not the one now. You want that person more. You don't know yet, but you do. <laughs> <laughs> that is so brave. So you know, what, like- <laughs> um, being willing to risk losing the relationship that you could start right now, knowing that you aren't the person that you know you you need or want to be to bring into this relationship and being willing to be upfront and honest and say, you know, not even saying I'm asking for time. I just need to not start this. And if it's meant to be, you know, the time will come. So, I mean, I think that's brave. Um, I think that's caring for yourself and for him. Yeah. Um, because if you start a relationship, you want to, you want to increase the probability that it, that it will be successful. So yeah. you're willing to, to, so to separate, not ask to wait and just work on you. I think that's extremely brave. Do you have any words of encouragement for women that I think they, I think we all have the opportunity, you know, before we commit, but yeah. what, what, really made you say the greater value is in me and the me that I want to be as opposed to the me that just has a man right now. <laughs> that was so hard. That was really hard. Um, and I think what helped is he actually, um, I got him the Enneagram book and we read it together. Okay. And so he understood himself and I understood myself. And I said, hey, here's the reasons why I have to do this. Oh. And, you know, I can't guarantee, you know, you, you can move on but I need the time and I need you to understand that and respect that knowing my, knowing who I am through my type, you know, we're not all only our type, but I said, Hey, you know, that I'm asking this knowing, you know, that this is a very serious thing for me to ask and please respect that Mm -hmm. for for all the reasons that he knew, you know, reading the book with me, like, this is a big deal that I'm asking this. And he did, he respected that. He's a, he's a, he's a very loving, sweet, supportive, just amazing person. He really awesome. is. Awesome. And he, he stuck around. <laughs> <laughs> so he showed you something and you showed him something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So you put the, the relationship connection to the test. He was being who he really was by giving you the space you asked for and being supportive and reading the book. Oh and yeah. Kind of take that journey with you. Okay. This is what she's doing. And I think that's awesome. I think that's a, that's a great, um, I don't want to call it a test. Well, as I say, a great example of if you do what you feel is the right thing to do, the person that is supposed to be with you will take the journey with you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I know how rare it is. I know how rare it is for, <laughs> for me to go through that, read things that he reads with me and be with me and, you know, have these discussions and, it, it, he is worth it as well. Not just me, but he is, he is worth it as well. Oh, look at that. Isn't that sweet? Oh, come on now. <laughs> yeah. 
That's so awesome. Anyway, I'm going to listen to this podcast. That was the perfect answer, ma'am, to say. Perfect <laughs> answer. <laughs> they sound smitten, don't they? <laughs> right. True. True. You could, you, could, you could tell you in that. You hang up. No, you hang up. You hang up. You hang up. I can't with you right now, Vicky, is what I'm saying. I can't. But. <laughs> so. My busyness gets in the way sometimes. I'm having to work on my on prioritizing, and he reminds me of this all the time because that's not a, it's not a skill I have. Um, it sounds easy for other people, but for me, it's like the thing that's in front of my my face, or you know, there's so many things to do. So I, I often get busy and don't prioritize him or the relationship. So it's something I'm working on. Awesome, but the fact that he brings it to your attention instead of reacting—that sounds oh, like you got a, a mature guy. <laughs> No, no, we react sometimes. <laughs> well, we are still human. <laughs> what is his, what is his, he's a, he's a one, right? Yes. Yes, I remember. Yes. I have so a this is the gentleman that's a one. Yep, yep, yep. Mm. I have a one of my mm. own, so I get it. I get it. Okay. I get what it looks like. Um, so, you know, I, I was just sitting here like doing like this little timeline thing. I was like, you know, it's, it amazes me how, we talked about 2020 and I know um, one of the things that you had put in your bio was how um, you are a, well, and Barbara also brought it up that you are currently serving in the military active duty. Mm-hmm. And I think you said you have three more years before you retire. Yes. Whoop, whoop. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm just looking at all of these. It looks like in this period of time that, you know, you're doing what a lot of people do when they're about to retire or when there's about to be a major shift, right? You start to you start to really do a lot of um, inner work, right? Like, you know, you did like the stuff, you did like the, you know, Instagram, you're doing that stuff. You went back, you looked at the ancestry, you started school for to get yourself prepared for the things you need to go next. You told your, you told your, your boyfriend, like, listen, the person I am right now, I'm a little jacked. You might want to get that person who's going to come after this, but she, that person will be great. This person right here ain't so great. So you like done all this work, like to, to, um, you know, for, for, I guess this next you, you know, yep. what I'm saying? like that's what I feel like, I feel like you're doing all this work for the next yes. you, right? The last 20 years um, not be the next 20 years. Yeah. Right. Right. So what does that look like for you? Like, you know, what is Vicky in 10 more years? Like, what is, who is she? Yeah. I, I gotta say first, um, it started with, with knowing that I was going to get out and saying, do I want to still do the military or what it's related? You know, a lot of people have that job in the military and they continue to do that job, you know, once they get out in a different way. And I, I, I had to take a hard look. Is this something I really want to do? And I didn't, I really didn't. And um, I, I honestly felt like God was speaking to me to say like to, that I needed to make the change to um, community-based work, you know, like, there are, there are women who are inspirations to me and who helped me in my neighborhood and my community growing up, you know, just through, you know, working at the Boys and Girls Club or, or some type of thing. Um, and I, I reflected on that and how much it actually got me to where I am and how much I see that that's lacking in different spaces, my community, for instance, um, you know, where I, where I grew up. And I felt like for the first time, you know, I hear God speaking to you. I had never really had that before. I felt like that was it. Like that was it. You, this is what you need to do in life. So that got me um, starting to Google and look for this this uh, this degree program, which I you know I was so surprised that it even existed. 
and th and that's where like I feel like I'm doing this foundational learning right now to set me up to be able to be value added to a, to my community, mm. what wherever that's going to be. I will never go into an area and not try to learn the history, the dynamics try to build relationships, try to understand problems and see how I can bring resources to an area. Um, so, so I think that's, that's part of what you're going to see for me, hopefully a mom being a mom in the future. Um, and also, um, also, I think like just helping to provide some of the things that I'm learning now that I learned too late in life about how do you do your finances the right way? How do you prepare for retirement? How do you be emotionally healthy, not just for yourself, but for your relationships? Mm -hmm. How, you know, not at professional or personal relationships. Mm -hmm. um, how, how, do you, how do you look at health and like, and that total body concept of, of, of mental and physical health? Mm -hmm. um, th those are the things I think I'm posturing myself and that, that, that's, that's where I wanna go in the next 10 years. All healthy places. Yeah. Awesome. And, and, you, and you had stated that, you know, it all started with, you know, you hearing from God, right? You feel like God was telling you to do something different. You feel like, you know, you're looking at your life now. You're like, huh, this, because what you do currently is pretty cool. So you technically could have walked that all the way out, right? Um, but I think the fact that you was hearing from God and he spoke to you and he told you something different and you was, um, one, in a space to receive it and two, obedient <laughs> right yeah nobody said it was gonna be listen listen nobody said it was gonna be a cool thing yeah. um but the fact that you actually did it so what is your relationship with god like and how did you get it to that point oh man i would say um better than it's ever been and still growing um uh what helped me get there i think were these really great small groups at church, um, emotionally, emotionally healthy spirituality um, was a big one. Uh, and then these doing Bible studies. I, I think, you know, I grew up from a Catholic background and I, I, I heard the same things at the same times in church, but I didn't really ever understand, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the meaning, the deep meaning of the mm -hmm. word. And right. I'm spending so much more time in scripture uh, and, and really like in small group setting, like, what does this mean? What is that word? Is that translated differently? What was going on at the time? Uh, that's helping me to form a deeper relationship to just have this, this love for God and love for, for scripture that I never had before. It's honestly opening my heart to, to, to loving others a, a lot mm -hmm. better, a, a lot more too. And I'll say like, I've never, uh, I, I like, I read passages and I'm like, I'm like delighted by what I'm reading. It's like, yeah. it's funny, it's dramatic. It's, it's giving me permission in ways that I'd never been, had permission to, to act and feel and, and think and be, um, where, you know, like the, the whole, like Christians have no problems. You can't be angry. All this stuff mm. Jesus was angry, flipped over tables, people, <laughs> were dramatic, you know, like, he, he, he first revealed himself to a woman. There's all these things that I'm just learning and connecting to in such a different way. Now it's just so beautiful mm -hmm. to me. And I'm just like excited. And like I said, delighted about where that's going to go next. I, I think for me, that is, that is my favorite part of the Bible is the human, the human aspect of it. Right. And sometimes we gloss over that too much. Right. We sort of make it to the point where it's so, oh, 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's not that it's not. Not that it's not. Just saying that there are more parts in the Bible where the people are just like us. You know what I'm saying? Than anything mm-hmm. else. And just to be able to see, uh, you used the word earlier, the humanizing part of it, right? Where it's just a very, um, it's just a real people. Like I can see these people today. You know what I'm saying? Like they not, they ain't Judas. They by, you know, you know, you they may not be named Jonah. They could be named Joan. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God. You know, like, I know that dude. You know what I'm saying? Um, we all ran away from our problems. Like I can't. You know what I mean? So it's it's like all those kind of things, right? Where you can sort of see like this the human part of this human part of um, God, and it does. Um, you know, the more you spend time in His Word, obviously, the closer you get to Him because of the fact mm-hmm. that you're building that relationship with Him. So it gets right. easier to hear. Right. So I think I'm, I'm going to say this for the women who are listening, that if you want to know how to get closer to God and how to get him to speak to you, because I hear that all the time when people say, well, I don't know how to hear from God. Right. There are tons of help, self-help books about how to hear from God. <laughs> right. And I think the main one is to sort of get in his word and really just get to know him mm-hmm. um, personally. Yeah. yeah. And I think I had just been focused on going to church, just going to the sermon and not really diving in in other ways. like doing these small groups i've started um in on a different um small group the sacred slow which is teaching me um just to to slow down to spend time with the word but then also to really understand you know who god who god is who god says i am Mm -hmm. what i think god is you know like all these different concepts that are really helping me to grow that that i honestly on my own just probably never would have never would have gotten to and and you know I, you know that this when the student is ready the teacher appears all mm-hmm. these people are just popping up in my life just like mm-hmm. to help strengthen me in this or to start things or to start conversations or to get up and pray you know together all the all these different things mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah, wonderful yeah. absolutely absolutely and i think I, I definitely agree with you right when you're ready god will send who you need mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. and you're ready to recognize them yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably around all the time right and you just overlook it right, right? you know what i'm saying right. that girl was always deep in the word you just didn't know you know what i'm saying you just you talked to, talk to her about her outfit you talked to her about her nails yeah well, it was going over your head you were like what what now you hear it just totally differently god is always there my awareness has changed yes absolutely, yes. True. absolutely. And he's just waiting he's waiting for that patience he'll wait on you too that's the awesome part They'll wait on you, but um, the sooner you get there, the better off your life will be. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, my life is really full. My life is is really full. I, I'm I like overwhelmed sometimes. Yeah. I can tell your heart seems full. Your countenance has always been Vicky countenance, but um... <laughs> positivity is my number one strength. <laughs> I, I, I suck at that motion. <laughs> I've always seen that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I, think, I think there was one more thing. What was the last question, Barbara? How was the most, what was the most impactful part of the last few years? Oh my goodness. Waking up to myself. <laughs> this is about time. I don't know if that's something that happens in your 30s. I don't know if that's like the time if, if other people do it. I, I also think like I have a habit of just um, people pleasing or or changing myself to fit in wherever I was. Mm. And once I stopped doing that, 
I just discovered I'm such an, a much more awesome person. Much more <laughs> yeah. You take you wherever you go and you always yeah. fit in. You feel that way? Yeah. Awesome. That's it. Authenticity. Authenticity. That's the next 10 years. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I think, well, that's, I think that's where the transformation started to happen though, right? I think I started having my, my uh, awakening somewhere in my thirties, right? I started realizing, well, wait a minute, must I swim with these jokers? Like, must I? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I don't really want to be with them, why do I really got to do it? Like, and if I just don't go, what's going to happen? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if I choose to do my own thing, what's going to happen? You know? Um, so yeah, I would say, um, I mean, obviously I'm sure it happens to people later on in life, but I would say that's when it happened to start happening for me is in that 30 area and start really walking in my real true strength in late 30s, early 40s, you know, mm-hmm. well, late 30s. And then just being, you know, completely unafraid. My goal is to be, you know, completely, completely just completely fearless at this point at 50s, right? <laughs> to be, you know. Um, you have no choice. Yeah. 50s will strip yeah. you down. <laughs> but welcome. You'll love it. You'll love it. Yes, look, look. Somebody had said to me the other day, she said, she said, Oh, I get kids that are all the family. You, you I said, ma'am, I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to stay young. I'm trying to grow old gracefully. Yes. <laughs> I don't need to stay young. Like I don't need to be out there. I'm good. I don't I don't earn these stripes. Let me keep you. Yeah. Aging is a privilege. Aging is a privilege and I want to do it gracefully. Exactly. Yeah, that's the goal at this point in life. You know, it's not even to try to keep up with all that other stuff. Yeah. So I, I do have I do have one last question. I know that was the last question that you that you had given us, but I did I definitely have one. So one of the comments that you made I thought was be- beautiful. I think you said something to the fact, and because I don't have it in front of me, I'm sort of gonna uh, mess it up a little bit. I think you said something about you were an ordinary person, but you had extraordinary things happen to you and through you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like a, that's like a Vicky quote. <laughs> um, so, what is the one thing that you will hope women learn from you? Mm-hmm. Hmm. you at this point oh it's probably something that I haven't even mentioned just um the the value of connection mm. just uh we're not meant to be alone you know people are you know find people that will help and support you and be with you and love you and grow you and talk to people talk to all kinds of people just to say hi you know ask them how their day was what was going on I've learned so I've opened myself up to, I, th- I think over, over 2020, you know, you notice like people wearing the mask and, and COVID scared, people stop to even looking at each other when they walk by each other. There's just so much disconnection mm. and to, to be that smile, to be that, you know, what, how are you? What's, what's happening? Oh, really? What are you into? Oh, uh, you're studying what, you know, just to be that person to have interest in someone else. Um, you know, it makes a huge difference. And it, it not only, um, I, I feel, like I said, more full because of that, because I'm not letting anything hold me back from making those connections. Hmm. Yeah, I, I would say that. Did you find yourself um, changing how you make connections in 2020, being intentional? Is it calls more or, um, yeah, eye contact around the mask? Like A hundred percent. Yes. Always eye contact. Even if you don't see the smile, the smiles on my face. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Hey, how are you? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I kind of, I think got through to a point where I, my head was down and I was just going and I decided to stop, look up, connect. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Awesome. Awesome. 
I, th- I think what I've heard in this whole conversation is how you are so in tune with you, right? And I think that is a um, phenomenal thing because even to be able to be mindful enough to realize that you're walking and you're not paying attention and to say, huh, look up, give eye contact is you first have to be aware that you're even doing it, right? Mm-hmm. And most people aren't, Yeah. right? Some people, you know, how many people you know that says stuff like, I didn't even know I was doing it. Like that wasn't my thing, you know? Because, you know, did you, you would feel some kind of way like you walk right by me, you didn't even speak. They're like, all right, girl, I didn't see you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was in my own space. Yeah, or the people who are like, why are you saying hi? You're like, that's right. not normal. Like, then I want to be not normal. <laughs> right. I want to I want you to remember me as the abnormal person that spoke to me today. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's so awesome. I think that this right here has just been a really, really great interview. I think I've learned so much um just about the um intentionality of staying in tune with me. Mm-hmm. right and just the growth that comes from that right right in all in all facets right because what i really love and respect about this conversation is how just to watch you go all around you went all the way around the circle right mm-hmm. um i haven't heard anybody yet and barbara correct me if i'm wrong that we've had on the podcast that even that's even mentioned they took time to look back right. most women so so most people to include myself is so big on i know where i have been you know and I'm just going to look forward. And I'm so busy about thinking about looking forward. Never really thinking about um, deciding to even connect the dots what happened behind me. Not mm-hmm. my walk, per se, but the walks that came be- before me. Right. You know what I'm saying? And right. I haven't had, we haven't had anyone else on the, on the podcast that has mm-hmm. even taken that initiative to right. look back past them. You see what right. I'm saying? And it was right. just because maybe it was just so much trauma they've experienced in their moment. Mm-hmm. That they couldn't even think of going back and looking at anything else. Mm-hmm. So um, what I would say you've done for me in this moment is you've at least piqued my curiosity to say, huh, do I even want, you know, to even think about looking back? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Pass that space. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and that to me is huge. So right. I pray that the other women who hear this today um, just see uh, how full it is to have that whole holistic view of themselves. Right. And how they can find value there. Yes. It's game yeah. changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So so much for sharing that with us. It was just outstanding. Thank you. Yeah. Certainly a, a lessons learned and teachable moment. So I appreciate that as well. Girl, you're doing big things when you come on here and me and Barbara are like, huh? Well, look, well, I don't know about Barbara. When you like what I'm like, well, let me take that note. Let me take that note. Oh, write something else <laughs> down. Okay. <laughs> you know yeah so we just we just truly i truly 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 appreciate um you coming on and and sharing with us and um well it was great seeing your growth and i love seeing your full heart and your happiness and i'm totally excited for you thank you thanks so much this is awesome (laughs) thanks ladies all righty